This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. A Cherry Hill Volvo and XC40 can be leased for as low as $459. And an XC90 leased for as low as $629. The Cherry Hill Volvo offers are very aggressive. Spring into Cherry Hill Volvo for incredibly fabulous offers. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. WPHT, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Caucus is on Monday. What about the fierce storm that is going to affect the state? We'll talk about that. How I think it helps Donald Trump. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Thanks for being here today. I had some dental work done today, so please do not judge the sound of my voice. I'm not drunk, I promise you. I had a um, little procedure done, but I'm good. I'm all good. And I promise that I am going to be here on Monday as well. I will not take off before primaries. This is a, a key uh, point of my political career and my radio career as well. There are certain times in a talk show host's life that matter. And the Friday before the Iowa caucus is one of them. I could have been in the hospital. I would have done the show from my hotel room. Which, by the way, Dr. Maz would have arranged at Cooper. No question about it um monday is the iowa caucus i will be on the air my kids are off from school i will still be on the air because you have to hear from me on the day of the iowa caucus my kids will be on spring break in april for a week and i'm still going to be on the air i'm not taking the week off because we have the pennsylvania primary i don't know if it'll be a real primary but i will be on the air nonetheless 855-839-1210 on twitter at rich zioli i know you you make jokes like hey friday come on you know what zioli's not working well here i am on a friday working after a dental procedure but the truth of the matter is, is that there are there are moments there are moments in life where you got to be on the air i believe this i really do believe this and here we are on friday I heard a uh, great uh, uh, comment from one of my friends. I have these friends. They're, they're wonderful people. I, I love them to death. I really do. But they are sort of my kooky friends. They're a little bit more t- conspiratorial than I can even stomach sometimes. And they said, oh, my God, Monday, the weather machine is at it. There's been a theory for years that the Central Intelligence Agency has a the ability to affect weather. I don't know if they do or not. I have no idea. How can anybody know at this point? Considering the fact that the CIA has not fully declassified the Kennedy files, and 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 Dr. Fauci met with them prior to telling everybody that the virus did not come from the Wuhan lab. It came from a bat burger. A medium rare bat burger with a pangolin aioli and a side of raccoon dog fries or vice versa. However you want to do it. Sometimes people like the raccoon dog aioli and the pangolin fries. I don't know. I'm not judging your choice in, uh, in, in side dishes. I'm just saying that it's hard to believe anything these days. So when people say the CIA has the ability to affect weather, I don't know if they do, but I don't know if they don't. So that's the problem, right? Now, a fierce winter storm is snarling Iowa. Is that done by the deep state because they have a weather machine and they can actually affect weather and hurt Donald Trump? If so, and I'm not saying they don't because I don't know. I have no idea to know the technology that the United States military has. But if that is their goal, all I can tell you is that they are making a huge mistake because Trump supporters will come out in Iowa despite the fact of the weather, despite whether or not there's a blizzard or it's super cold or not. By the way, just me and you, 
and um, not for the general public. I don't think we can actually affect the weather. I just don't. But that's for another show. I'm <laughs> just saying. I, I, I don't think we can. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that, Matt? That's like not a, a very bold pro- uh, proclamation. I, I just, I don't. I think there's a lot of things we can do. Like, could we have killed Kennedy? Open air convertible? Yeah, probably. Did we fake the moon landing? We could have. I'm not saying we did. I'm just saying, like, we could have. But to affect the weather, I think we would, in this day and age, I feel like we know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I feel like we should ask Henry. If he doesn't believe in the conspiracy, then it's not real. Henry, right. yes or no? That is a great test of the Zioli show. Does Henry believe in the conspiracy? theory yes or no henry do you believe the central intelligence agency has the ability to affect the weather uh oh that's okay that's not where i thought we were going with this okay uh yeah listening i know i i am i thought i thought you were talking i thought you were talking about climate change dial back slow it down and dial back where did you think we were going with this climate change no, had nothing to do with climate change. What? Nothing whatsoever. Oh. I didn't even bring up so climate you, change. Matt is saying this. Did I bring up climate change at all in my opening? Well, you said off? we have the ability to affect the weather, and I thought you were talking about like greenhouse gas emissions. No, I'm not paying like attention. The weather on a Thursday because people in D.C. want to get home early to see their kids or go shopping. I think they can do it. I don't. Think, I don't think they would do no. it for something as mundane and simple as that. All right, what about the Iowa caucus? Yeah, totally, sure. <laughs> Why not? All right. <laughs> Do you... Well, that didn't go as planned. I thought he would just give a quick no and we could move on. No, I, I believe that we have the technology to manipulate weather. All right, do you agree with Henry? We can manipulate weather. 855 no. no. I, I think it exists. Why not? It. No. I, all right. Call in and voice your opinion. All right, so I have friends who totally agree with you, by the way. They completely agree that we can manipulate the weather. But my point is this. If we're going to do that in Iowa, why would you do it considering the fact that if there's bad weather, only Trump supporters are going to turn out? Right? No, it makes no sense to me. Uh, but I also don't think that anyone can control the weather. So I mean, I'm have, the wrong person to ask. Of all these steps they've taken in the past, you know, like – why Why would they get this step right? Why would they think, you know, uh, maybe I'm not making enough sense. Like every step they've taken to kind of deter Trump voters and deter Trump, it hasn't worked, right? It's only like made him stronger in, in a sense. All right. So I had a dental procedure today and I, I sound a little bit slurring. You have not had a dental procedure and you're making no sense whatsoever. No, I feel like so. I am. So, right. We, I feel like you talked about how like every time they charge some, Trump with something, they do something to Trump, it only makes him and his like base stronger, correct? Right. Yes. Yes. So isn't this just another thing in that long line of like, oh, we're going to get him this time and it ends up backfiring? All right. So the, the theory is, if I understand this correctly, they manipulate the weather thinking they're hurting trump but it only helps trump correct so then that goes to my larger theory which is that the democrats still don't understand that making trump the nominee is a dangerous game that they're playing right correct all right we agree yeah we agree on that point matt desantis once again matt desantis you are in the wrong on this issue no i'm not i'm in the right the government can't control the weather oh would you google that no i didn't <laughs> google it it's common sense if they could control the weather they would weaponize it against uh enemies not and, and internally they say they haven't Oh, there's a well, lot of blizzards hitting uh, Yemen. The, uh, well, they can't make it they, obvious yeah. wait, wait 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 if they could then why didn't they just make it rain on the houthis that's my point. Because Everybody they want knows rain? the Houthis hate rain. We know this. <laughs> the Houthis hate the rain, right? <laughs> they melt like the Wicked Witch of the West and the Witch Basically, of Oz. Basically, yeah. They're like, oh my God, it's water. They're like gremlins. They just, it doesn't work out well for them, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like out in the desert, they'd welcome it. Well, that's true. Maybe they would refuel them is basically what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. They use a blizzard. Okay, All but right. that, that you can't do that. Sorry, um, I didn't know the rules. 
By the way, a protester was tackled a, at, at a DeSantis event in Iowa today. I'm not slurring because I'm drunk. I'm slurring because I had a dental procedure done. Gosh, I have to feel like I've got to qualify this or quantify this. So quantify is math. Qualify this every five seconds because I'm getting so many tweets right now. And it's really annoying. But I could have just called out today. But I did not. I'm here. I'm right here. I'm, I'm live and I'm talking about the Constitution, the War Powers Act, and Thomas Jefferson the Barbary Pirates. Who could do that if they're drunk is my question. Who? I don't know, but I do like that we've had to start every segment with, I'm not drunk, I just had a dental procedure. But no, then, but it just it frustrates me, right? Well, I, I don't know if you're helping your case because we just spent 15 minutes talking about whether the CIA can control the weather patterns. Plus, yeah, plus the lady doth protest too much. No, that that is, um, <laughs> the lady doth protest too much. Methinks we talked about this the other day. Remember? Yeah, I'm just Which, saying. If I was drunk, how could I remember that? A, we talked about it, and B, that that is the actual Shakespearean quote. Right. Good memory, I guess. But you don't have that if you're drunk, Henry. That's my point. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I still remember things fine when I'm after a couple of drinks. Oh, fine. You know what? You are not helping my cause at all here. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm... Henry has destroyed this segment. <laughs> you ask me at a question. Turn, you, you invite me in. I. At every turn. I'm just making destroyed. myself at home here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Why don't we just go to an audio uh, cut, shall we? Why don't we do that instead? It might might help us. It might help all of us. Next time I get a dental procedure, Opelka, if you're listening, and I know you are, you are definitely being called up. Oh, and I'm having lunch with him on Tuesday because for two reasons. Number one, he owes me a bottle of Eagle Rare bourbon. Technically speaking, I owe him $100 for it. But uh, number two is that Tuesdays are the day to show up at Odyssey. Am I right? Everybody's in the office on Tuesday. The salespeople are there. Everybody's there. So now that we have to pay for parking, the $8 that I have to pay is justified by the fact that I can be around salespeople. Right? Yes. Yeah, Tuesday's like the only day anybody is here, really. Yeah, Tuesday's the day. Friday is not the day to be in studio, which is helpful, considering the fact that since I had a dental procedure, <laughs> I could not be in studio. Now, since I'm not in studio today, this is the first day of my home office. This is the inaugural edition of it. Can you tell the difference? I No, I think it sounds like you are in studio. Henry, what do you think? No, I can tell. How can you tell? It it just sounds different. It's you want me to get into the nitty gritty of it? Like, Go ahead. You Go sound for a little over modulated at this point. Well, then why don't you adjust that so we can <laughs> fix that? Because I don't think it's a big issue. I just you know your well, sounds. Well, fine. I got I got the keyboard right here. Let's adjust it. How do you want me to do it? Come on, let's do it right now. Let's do it. Here we go. I'm going to adjust my microphone levels. This is down. Oh, this is good. up. Up down. Up down. Up down. What do you like? Up, down, something up, down. in the middle. Yeah, up. No, up is the way to go. All right, we're it's up. Just, this yeah. is all the way up. Go yeah, ahead. that's fine. Tommy McDonald, if you're listening, we need your help. Uh, this is up all the way. You sound. You're telling me it's overmodulated. I, I just think you you sound a little too hot. Yeah. All right, let me lower it. So yesterday I was in studio, and Tommy, who built my office, said you sounded a bit tinny in the studio. I mean, he, he would thought have I better, was home. Oh, really? Yeah. He would have the better ear for it. He, he's got all the words. Well, you are in the, like, literally, you're at the board. You're controlling everything, and you're telling me that I sound overmodulated. So what does that mean? It just sounds like you're coming at, like, if you're, you were talking really close to the mic. All right, I'll step back. But How I, about I, this? Yeah, I think your levels are fine. You sound, like, from a volume-wise, you're fine. All right, how about this? Better? Yeah, it's better. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> Well, no, this is what we have to do, to test the uh, the home studio. We have to do it on air? Well, we can do it off air, but we don't plan anything on this show. Friday. We never have, so how about now? Yeah, you're good. How about now? <laughs> no, that didn't sound as good. Yeah. yeah I don't how know. about now? That sounds too much. No. no. no Hello, point. ladies. How are you? How about, all right, how about now? <laughs> I like the last one. All right, ladies, how are you tonight? How about right here? Perfect? That good? sounds good to me, yeah. Henry? 
it'll play. Oh, you know what, Henry? You are such a snob when it comes to the... You are what we call an audiophile. And this is what I mean by that. You are somebody who has a distinct ear for the audio qualities, which I appreciate. I do. Somebody on the show has to. Matt Sink, the traitorous, is too obsessed with Harvard and Johns Hopkins and everything else. But you have an ear for this stuff. So do you like this level where the microphone is right now? Yeah, that sounds better. You like it? Yes. All right, good. The inaugural edition of the home studio. Let me explain the home studio for you right now. I have two TVs going on right now. I have um, plenty of foam. Do you hear the foam, the foam insulation? Do I hear the foam? No. No, exactly. Courtesy of USA Insulation. They insulated the studio. Does it not sound like an acoustic masterpiece? There's no echo whatsoever. Beautiful. Thank you. Well done. Now, the, the only problem is that I did have a flood in the studio this morning. However, Lou Vargo and his dad, Lou Vargo Sr. from Garden State Earthworks, came, came to the house today, and they're going to address the problem by putting in drains to drain the water out because you don't want to flood in your home studio for several reasons. Number one, you don't want to float away. Number two, you don't want the water to, um, you know electrocute all of your fancy acoustical equipment right well that'd be bad yeah we don't want that'd that be bad ideally. so garden state or garden state earthworks will take care of that for you let's see um i got some tweets coming in michael pelka who is listening right now says home studio sounds better than the last one and eight bucks for parking where did you find that deal Matt DeSaint de Traitorous found that deal on 2400 Chestnut Street. We should not give that away. Yeah, I dump need it. that spot. Actually, Henry, dump that so no one knows never where. Park on, never park on that street that Rich just mentioned. I'm not even going to say right. it again because I, I don't want people to know. Now, when Jimmy Fallon joins us at 530, I'm going to ask him, Jimmy, do you have the same problem I do? Parking, or do you, since they're putting up billboards of your face in Times Square, have a better time figuring that out? Is my question. You think Fox News springs for the parking? Here's what I know when I go on Fox News, Matt, which was um, the last time was on New Year's Day. And it could have been Monday night, too, on Jesse Waters. They offer a studio, a driver, and a parking space. Wow. Odyssey says if you'd like to come to work every day, you have to actually be the valet. <laughs> so we have to I, I have to stand outside and take people's cars and hope for tips. <laughs> True story. No joke, folks. No joke. <laughs> Now people are asking, how drunk is my staff? So how drunk are you two in the studio is the question. Hey, I didn't do anything. Henry, I don't know. I'm hammered. <laughs> You're hammered. Henry's not drunk. He's just weird. I, I thought the ride down here was getting a little boring, so a couple shots of tequila. <laughs> Why not, right? Yeah. The best part is that in all the years I've been doing this show, there have been two times I've been on the air after a medical procedure. The first time was when Opelka was hosting. I got out of the hospital on a Monday, and Mike was hosting, and I was lit. I mean, lit beyond belief. I had had anesthesia and pain meds, and I came home from the hospital that day, and to this day, I do not remember the conversation on the air with Michael Opelka. So I, he says to me, he says, Please call into the show. Let everybody know how you're doing. So I did. I called in the show. I was like, hey, how you know, how are you? I don't remember to this day the conversation. I was so incredibly medicated. Yeah, I remember. And then there's what's you remember that day? Because I call I called you and I was like, Hey Rich, what's up? And you had no idea who I was. Yeah, I was like, Who's this? <laughs> you're like, it's Henry. I'm like, Henry who? Henry the guy, give me liberty or death, that guy? <laughs> You're like, no, it's Henry Machette, your producer. I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, you. Uh, so I got in the other day. This day, the, but nobody called me out. Not a single person on social media said, Zioli sounds hammered. Today, I get, a, I get a dental procedure done. I have had 575 tweets, at least. People going, Zioli's hammered. He should not be on the air. What is happening right now? What's going on? It's funny how these things work out. All I can tell you is this. I wish right now in this moment, as the pain is starting to actually set in and the pain meds are wearing off, that I have the ability to have the same drugs I had when I left Cooper that Monday and called Michael Pelka. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's two reasons as to why you're getting called out so much more today, though. Go ahead. One, I think it's the slurring. Like, whatever's messed up with your lip, it's not helping. Right. And then two, you primed the audience uh, to let everyone know that you were having surgery, that you'd be out, that you'd be recovering for, you know, days or weeks. Uh, you didn't do that this time. You just showed, right, so you just came showed, on the air. Just came on the air, slurring. just slurring away. Yeah. But I didn't have it. It was a, it was an emergency procedure, so I didn't have the ability to tell everybody, yeah. hey, like, hey, tomorrow when you hear me on the air, I'm going to be slurring for the first 90 minutes of the show <laughs> because I had a dental procedure. Right. It might be my imagination or perhaps it's wishful thinking, but it does seem as though the slurs aren't quite as bad as they were at 3.05. Because I had the procedure at like 2 o'clock. That's the reason. It wears off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think you're sounding better. Although well, that good. last sentence didn't sound so great. I may have jinxed it. Well, that's possible, too. Uh, <laughs> well done, DeSantis. Well Sorry. done. I'll, I'll take the blame. You, like the Johns Hopkins diversity director, are walking back your comments now. <laughs> hey, I'm glad they walked them back. Yeah, so th basically, I'm a person of privilege, and so is every person who's white and male and cisgender, able by oh, Opelka, he's listening right now. Don't yell at me. That's not my term, cisgender, able-bodied, and um, own, then my, my favorite uh, po point of that was owning class. If you're in the owning class, <laughs> meaning you own something, what if I choose to rent? And these high interest rates because of Joe Biden, I choose to rent. Am I am I a person of privilege or no? Not according to her definition. You're in the clear. I guess not, right? But the thing about it is that I have a lot of friends who have more money than I do because they're actually in careers that are not radio. And they <laughs> they are renting. They're not buying right now because of the economy. So the owning class notion, I would think probably in this day and age, applies more to people of the lower to middle class than it does to the upper class because the upper class has the means to rent because rental prices right now are incredibly high. As there's an inventory shortage in real estate for, for properties to buy, there are a lot of people right now who are saying, I'll just rent, you know, but if you're, if, if there's a shortage of like anything else in the economy, if the supply of houses to buy is low and the demand is high, well, the supply is going to be very, very, very expensive. And so people are turning around saying, I'll rent, but consequently the rental prices are higher than they've ever been. So if you've got means right now, you can rent a place and it won't make a dent in you because you know it's short term and you're probably paying what you would pay in interest for something but the amortization does not apply because let's face it you're not amortizing over a 30-year period and so people say i'll rent so you're not the owning class however you have more money than god how are you not a person of privilege? This is why Johns Hopkins has walked back now and apologized for the diversity director. Even though the diversity director will keep her job, we would not, however, if we said these things, we would not. The diversity director keeps her job. The Pentagon press secretary is now saying that the strikes against the Houthis will continue. Here is Lieutenant Colonel Davis. And what all this means in terms of what the United States of America may be facing as we continue down this road, cut number one. I, I, I tell you, Laura, I, I'm really concerned on a number of fronts. Number one, I want to know what's the what's the plan here? What, what is the expectation? What is the end state? Where are we trying to go with this? Because if we think that firing a few missiles is going to cow the Houthis and they're going to stop doing what they're going to do and they're going to be deterred, I mean, that should be eliminated after we've been seeing the failure of all these strikes to eliminate, uh, to uh, deter the Iran-backed groups against our troops in Iraq and in Syria and elsewhere. And we've already taken out their boats. That's not going to do it. This has every chance to escalate to a higher level because the Houthis have expressly said if we attack them on their territory, they're going to start attacking Americans and American interest in the region. What is our plan for that? And, and look, this is a potential strike that could draw us into a war. And I think the president owes it to the American people to explain to what he's doing to make sure we <laughs> want to go into a war. I don't. But I'd like to hear from the White House on exactly what the plan is and how this follows American law and the Constitution, which it doesn't. Yeah. So this is part of the reason why we're all very, very nervous. Now, how does this play in Iowa on Monday? 
My question is, does this have an effect? I think it does. And when I get back, I'll give you my analysis and how all of this affects the Iowa caucus on Monday. Do the attacks or the strikes against the Houthis in Yemen, does this help or hurt Donald Trump? Does this help or hurt Nikki Haley going into the crucial Iowa caucus? And if it does help Nikki Haley, what does this mean for Ron DeSantis on Monday night. All this for you is straight ahead. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Coming right back. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. She is the vice president of the Davis Institute for National Security and Foreign Policy at the Heritage Foundation. She is also the former deputy national security advisor to President Donald Trump. And it's a pleasure to welcome Philadelphia's own Dr. Victoria Coates, although I do have a bone to pick with you. Let me put her up here. What did I do now, Rich? Well, Monday night, you and I were together. We talked about William Penn, and I was scheduled that night to go on Jesse Waters' primetime on Fox News. We talked about William Penn, and our our interview was so impactful that Governor Josh Shapiro, we called him out. You you brought him up. We called him out. I read his tweets on the air. So impactful that within minutes of the interview concluding, he tweeted out that he contacted the National Park Service and William Penn was staying. And then, driving home, to get a, uh, a suit and tie on, you know, to go on Jesse Waters primetime. I got a call from his producer saying, listen, uh, Josh Shapiro has canceled the canceling of William Penn, so there's no segment tonight. Go home and enjoy your night. So I feel like if you had not come on the show Monday <laughs> and been so forceful, um, I would have been in Fox News Monday night. Well, I'm sorry about that, but I, I'm sure we're going to have another opportunity because uh, I think Representative Perry and I are actually going to keep this going a little bit, and we're, we've written an op-ed it's in, in the in the process of getting published right now, pointing out why this was so egregious and recommending that Congress, uh, in the next uh, appropriations vehicle that's logical for the National Park Service, ensure that we have uh, funding to rehab Welcome Park, which I think everybody agrees is necessary, but very explicitly uh, prohibiting any of that funding to be used to move any of the William Penn materials, including the the literature and that kind of thing. So we can make it explicit that that we're not going to we're not going to put up with this and. In the course of that, uh, since I do have a Ph.D. in art history, I was thinking about that particular statue of William Penn, which is a miniature of the one up on top of City Hall, which is 37 feet high and still the tallest statue on top of a building in the world. So, you know, he's our symbol, but he's also pretty distant and towering. And at Welcome Park, you have a much more almost domestic experience with the miniature version. You can get up close and personal with it, see all of its details. That's really a unique experience for Philadelphia. And so I think from an art historical perspective, it would be a sad loss as well as from a historical perspective. So we're going to try to take some steps to ensure it's protected. Good. I'm happy to hear that. But you have not addressed the fundamental problem, which is that I lost out on being on Jesse Waters prime time because you were so forceful in condemning the cancellation of William Penn. 
Well, we'll we'll get in touch with Jesse and his people and tell him there are lots of reasons to have his fellow Philadelphians on the show. Uh, It's not just the William Penn thing. All right, fair enough, because as always, I try to make it all about me. Dr. Victoria Coates, <laughs> it's great to have you. Before we get into the actual stuff about World War III, let's talk about the Eagles game Monday night, because I think that is uh, more of a disaster than what's going on in the Middle East. Um, I'm really worried about how we're going to do against Tampa Bay Monday night in Tampa, by the way. Yeah, well, at least it will be warm. Uh, I'm looking at what's going to be going down this weekend in uh, Kansas City and Buffalo. I think at least we'll have decent conditions. It's it's really concerning. The meltdown of the team is is pretty profound, and you know we've all seen this happen before when you know when the wheels just suddenly come off, and it's usually some problem you know we in the fan base don't know about, but you can smell it as it's happening. And so, you know, maybe they'll pull a rabbit out of the hat, maybe, you know, sleigh being back, I'll I'll give them a a jolt. Um, But it's, it's looking like a kind of a, a sad end to a, to a very disappointing season. Yeah, and what a shame, too. We started off on such a high note, and for us to go from that to here we are right now at this moment, so many disappointed people. And this is the problem, right? I mean, we get so excited at the start of the season with the Eagles. We get so bummed out at the start of the season with the Phillies. And this is kind of falling on the opposite ends here, where the end of the Philly season, we were so fired up. The end of the Eagles season, now we're so depressed. And by the way, I had dental work done today, so part of my... uh, speech i i'm sorry about that but i did have a big gigantic shot of lidocaine in my lip um it's a bummer right i mean we were really excited at the start of this if i'm nick sirianni right now i'm thinking to myself uh south jersey has high property taxes it's not the worst thing if i lose my job i think you know nick sirianni um jeffrey Lurie's not going to put up with this too long is he I, I don't think so. And everyone's been remarking on the fact that some pretty extraordinary coaches have suddenly become available in the last couple of days. And if you're Jeffrey Laurie and Howard Roseman and you're looking at this team, which does have championship potential, but it's not going to be forever. I mean, do we get Kelsey for another year? He was just named first string uh Pro Bowl again today for the sixth time, which he's now in a category with only 55 other players who have ever held that six times. And so, you know, we have this exceptional talent still at the top of his game, still the best in the game, but how long? So can you waste another year like this if you're not confident in Sirianni? And that's the question they're going to have to answer. You know, and it means, it means a great deal to the city. It's, you know, obviously it's the excitement and the fun, that we all enjoy. But then, I mean, those playoff games for the Eagles are a moneymaker. You think about all of the, the commerce and tourism uh, that, that that supports. You know, it's, it's not just Jeff's bottom line that we're talking about here. And so when you lose out on all those playoff games, even if we go this year, we're not going to get a playoff game. And that's a shame. And that's where, you know, the Phillies, I think, really paid the city back with a number of playoff games, both both last year and then this season. Uh, and we can hope for more to come. But that's that's why these teams are, you know, bottom line, important to us uh, on top of all the fun that they bring us when they're not behaving this way. All right, let's turn to the actual reason why we're on the show today. As much as I love your sports analysis, and it is outstanding, Dr. Victoria Coates is, of course, the vice president at the Davis Institute for National Security and Foreign Policy at the Heritage Foundation. Uh, Last night, a major night where the United States of America responded against the Iranian-backed Houthis for attacking our military installations, our troops, and our shipping channels as well. Now, two questions for you, number one. Number one. Um, was this inconsistent with consistent with the War Powers Act? And number two, do you think there is the potential for escalation outside of this that could result in potentially a larger global conflict? And I do just real quick, I do appreciate the opportunity to talk about art and sports uh, because all of my other topics are so depressing. But in, in <laughs> Usually people say the opposite. Like, I'm glad to talk about World War Three because Philadelphia sports are so depressing. But thank you for saying that. 
but you know this is this is a really interesting case um the argument the administration is making is that they because of the attacks on us uh navy vessels out of yemen that they had article 2 authorities to to attack these these sites in yemen but what concerns me is the president apparently made this decision on Tuesday. Uh, and so we had 48 hours. Congress was in session. And so there is no reason they couldn't, I mean, they, they informed Congress, but they, you do that like three minutes before you strike. Uh, so the, the, there was no consultation, which is what is, is called for here. And there's no reason they shouldn't have consulted, especially because they know, you know, there are, strict constitutionalists on the right who have deep concerns about this and obviously their base is freaking out now uh about about the actions so it, it's very concerning to me well they'll have to put out a legal justification uh, a formal justification and i'm looking forward to reading that to see where they're drawing their authorities if it is just straight article two of the constitution or if they're trying to rely on the 2001 authorization which would be require some pretty serious intellectual gymnastics because that that authorization does not uh give you permission to attack anything iranian related it's all al-qaeda that kind of thing well i guess the question would be and this is purely playing devil's advocate here because i'm a huge uh, supporter of the constitution and i i question this as well um what about the idea that if the president had gone to congress and asked for an authorization it would have signaled to them that something was coming and um for that reason there was a national security imperative to not do that they will almost certainly argue that and it is a concern uh, but that's also the burden that is placed upon them by our free system. He's not a king. Um, and so he doesn't get unilateral decision making. And it's interesting, I think, back to the 2013 time frame when we had Obama's red line. It was right when I had first gotten to the Senate working with Senator Cruz and and. The red line was crossed in August. The Assad regime used chemical weapons. And then there was this kind of tizzy of how the president would respond and whether he would ask for authorization from Congress. And in the end, because Senator Cruz was on armed services at the time, the White House actually sent the Armed Services Committee a message saying, what will you authorize? And we said, that's not our job. Right. We, we don't we don't know. <laughs> but that's that's how how kind of convoluted this got. And then, then Obama continues to blame Senator Cruz to this day by name for not permitting him to more forcefully respond. And Ted's point was, you know, I might do more. I don't, he didn't like John Kerry's pinprick strike, you know, sending a message. That's not the job of our armed forces. And I think that's the case with this Yemen operation as well. They're being used as a messaging vehicle, not as a lethal military force which is what they are. All right. So now let's turn to the question of escalation, Dr. Victoria Coates. Does this have the effect of potential escalation? How how much does Iran, I know they back the Houthis, but how much do they care? And how much does Yemen have an impact in the entire Middle East region in terms of the potential for escalation? Yeah, I, I mean, the, the Iranians don't care how many Houthi die. They are utterly expendable to them, as are Hamas, as are Hezbollah, as are the Palestinian people writ large. So that's why they're behaving as they are. But in in terms of Yemen, that's where I have a problem with this, because inadvertently, uh, the president might be backing himself into a situation where you wind up with actual boots on the ground in Yemen, which nobody wants. We've seen what it did to the Saudis and the Emiratis. We've seen the millions of people in the streets of Yemen today protesting against the United States. We are not going to be greeted as liberators. And I think by focusing on Yemen and not taking decisive action, I, unfortunately, I think we're, we're inviting escalation uh, from the Houthi because, you know, they, they consider this just, you know, as I said, a minor pinprick and it was signaled ahead of time so they could move people. They probably moved assets. Uh, and the other thing they see very clearly is that the French, the Italians, and the Spanish did not participate in this. So this vaunted Operation 
Prosperity Guardian, which is supposed to be this international, if you believe Politico, this international message to the Houthi that they're not, you know, that that the world is against them. It's hardly a united front. All right, so Yemen writ large, as we as we talk about this, Yemen, tell us about this and what is their impact in the Middle East? I mean, we think about Iran. Obviously, Iran is a major, major player. We're nervous about conflict with Iran. We've had comments from politicians in the past saying, hey, look, you know, we, we have to either A, go to war with Iran, or B, we have to do everything in our power to avoid war with Iran. But Yemen is not a country we talk about a lot. Yemen exists there in this axis, but it does not be one of those things where people talk about it on the radar. Like, if, if we were in a bar and people said, hey, Iran, people would either have an opinion of, yeah, yeah, you know, like John McCain, bomb, 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 Iran, or, hey, listen, <laughs> this will be catastrophic how does yemen play in all of this dr victoria coates yeah i may have told you this before but i keep thinking back to this nsc meeting i was chairing or not nsc uh, uh, pcc for the nsc staff meeting i was chairing on yemen during the administration and my opening line to the assembled horde was most americans can't find yemen on a map our job is to keep it that way But that, I mean, this should not be a major issue for the American people. It is a nasty, intractable internal civil war that's been going on there for years. We really don't have a dog in the fight besides needing to get through uh, the Babel Mande Strait to get into the Red Sea. You know, we all remember, or those of us of a certain age remember the USS Cole getting bombed in that harbor. So this is something we should want to very much stay away from. And as I said, I'm fearful right now, given what I'm watching, that the president might be backing us into a situation where we have to get more involved on the ground in Yemen. And I just can't see a positive outcome for that. I agree with you. And to that point, let's play John Kirby here. Matt DeSantis, if we could cut number five. John Kirby, the Pentagon spokesperson, the actually national security spokesperson, who is really the face of this. I mean, it is amazing to me that the United States of America used military force last night. We have yet to hear from the commander in chief. Uh, the best we can do is John Kirby. Cut number five. We don't want to see an escalation. We don't want to see a broader conflict. In fact, everything President Biden has done since the beginning. Beginning uh, of this uh, uh, of this last couple of months, since the beginning of the attacks on October seventh, has been designed to try to take the tensions down and to prevent any other actor from escalating or widening or deepening this conflict. All right, now this idea of escalation—it seems like this is one of those things where the United States of America says this. However, there are externalities here that we can't control. For example, I mean, right now, shipping costs are being driven up. Um, other other issues. I know you have to run, but last last question, Dr. Victoria Coates: Do you think this could lead to a, gro- a broader escalation? The, what What worries me most, Rich, is that ball isn't in our court anymore. The escalatory uh, decision-making is now with the Iranians. And if they decide that, you know, the Secretary of Defense is out to lunch or rather in in the hospital and away without leave, the president's not making good decisions, then, you know, they they might make a decision on escalation that they might not have made at least three years ago, but even six months ago. And so that's, that's the worry we have right now. Dr. Victoria Coates, always a pleasure, my friend. Have a great weekend. Go Birds and enjoy your Fox News hit. We'll be watching. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. It's actually Fox Business, but uh, tune in. Hey, Fox Business will tune in. Thank you, my friend. Okay. Go Birds. The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Listen, Cherry Hill Vava Route 70 in Cherry Hill is the place you want to be. I'm telling you right now. So today, as a matter of fact, I had to bring the car in for its regularly scheduled maintenance. And this is great because uh, I got a courtesy car. Now, courtesy cars are fantastic. They are beautiful. They are well-maintained. And they're only used on very limited basis. So if you bring your car in for maintenance or if they do a valet service, for example, you'll have a courtesy car. Your chance right now 
to have an S60 Volvo courtesy car from Cherry Hill Volvo for less than $29,000 and less than 5,000 miles is right now at Cherry Hill Volvo. See, they have this renovation happening. Judith's father started the dealership years ago. Now they are ready to renovate the dealership because the demand has been outstanding. Thank you in large part to the, the Zeely Army for your support. And they're ready to make a big renovation. But in order to make room for all the construction equipment, they have to move some cars. These courtesy cars are beautiful. So this is your chance. How about an S60 courtesy vehicle for less than $29,000? They're made in the United States of America. They're planted South Carolina. It's American jobs, American workers, and less than 5,000 miles. That's basically brand new at a price that is nowhere near a new car price, $29,000. Go see them today, please. You'll love the service. You'll love the experience. I brought the car in for its regularly scheduled maintenance, Bridget's car, the XC90. I take care of all the car maintenance in the family. It's my job. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like everybody has their job. Mine is car maintenance. So, Brought it in for its 10,000-mile maintenance. Talked to my buddy Kellen Poole. He's the man. He took care of everything. I actually thought we had a tire problem, but he I, I, I thought we had to replace a tire. But he said, no, no, no. We just had to recalibrate it. Took care of it for me. Done. Beautiful. But in the last 24 hours, I drove one of those S60 courtesy cars. They're beautiful. You may, in fact, buy the one that I drove. Who knows? All I know is that you'll love the technology, the safety, the performance of the S60, and you'll love the price. $29,000 for a beautiful car with less than 5,000 miles on it. You can't you can't beat that. So don't wait. Please, today, go to Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. It's where relationships matter and where they strive to prove that every single day. We broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. You will appreciate the incredible support that Judith, Yosef, and the entire team deliver every single day. So whether it's the S-Class or perhaps the XC90, the third row family car that Bridget has, which gets the kids safe and sound to all of our destinations, or maybe you want to do the Care by Volvo lease program that I'm in, where every five months you have the option to change to a different Volvo, keep the Volvo you have, or cancel the lease altogether. And one payment includes insurance, prepaid schedule maintenance, siren wheel care, 15,000 miles annually, and and more. You want to see them today at Cherry Hill Volvo. Of all the Volvo dealerships in all the world, they are the ones that stand with us and sponsor our studio day in and day out. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, where relationships matter. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. So, we have 30 minutes and on some talk coming up for you. I'll give you my preview of Iowa and how much all this matters. How, how much of the Middle East impacts the outcome in Iowa. And uh, Jimmy Fallon is on TV right now as we speak, pitching his show. He'll be here at 5.30 today to talk about his new show, launching this Saturday night, Fox News Saturday Night with Jimmy Fallon, 10 p.m. Saturday night. So we'll talk to him at 5.30 about that. What I love though is that in the big story of the day today brought to you by Dr. Mike Venary is that I had dental uh, care today got a little lidocaine in the lip and I've gotten 5,000 emails about sounding drunk and 4,700 tweets but ironically enough and this is the thing, is that I have been drunk on the air at the Grand Hotel of Cape May. And Matt DeSantis, no joke, I've never gotten one tweet about that ever. Not one. Not not a single one. Like, I have been drunk in, when I did the morning show. I would start Bloody Marys at like 6 a.m., hammered by 9 a.m. Not a single tweet. I would do the afternoon show, which we do, and they would start drinking, like, like Chef David Mills would bring me bourbon at 3 o'clock. By 5 o'clock, I don't even know who I'm talking to. It's like, Wilford Riley, who's that? <laughs> Not a single tweet, email, nothing. I get dental care today, and all of a sudden now, it's overwhelming. Like, are you hammered? Are, how are you even on the air right now? How is this legal? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do sound funny. 
Right? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, obviously, when I'm drunk, I can sound normal. No, when you're drunk, nobody even notices. I mean, no I know notices. Because, yeah, I'm sitting next to you at Kate, at the Cape May Hotel uh, <laughs> while you're drinking, but otherwise, you sound perfectly normal. Right. I mean, literally, you were next to me when Chef David Mills brought me a smoked old-fashioned, which was an old-fashioned that was on fire, and he with, with a glass dish that he picked up, that and it was smoking, cool. right? That was very cool looking, yeah. And five seconds after drinking the first sip, I was lit, and nobody said a word. <laughs> Today, I get some lidocaine. Everybody's like, oh, my God. It's called the FCC. Well, anyway, the big story of the day to you today is that I'm not drunk, and it's brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com, for all of your emergency dental needs, which I needed, by the way, VenariaDental.com. He's the best. He's the great guy. He's my friend, and you should make your appointment today at VenariaDental.com. We have 30, what's that? Oh, I thought you said something. We have 30 minutes of nonstop talk coming up straight ahead for you, including the question, and this is a very, very key one, how much does the war in the Middle East, the escalation, affect the Iowa caucus? I'll give you my analysis of this and who it helps and who it hurts straight ahead. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.